1: Two. One.
0: And now, you're tuned
1: into the Navarro Miller Report, featuring the hottest in news, entertainment, sports, sports, and all those topics. For the mainstream audience, the Navarro Miller Report. your reality. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Navarro Miller Report. I'm your host, Dave Navarro, and I'm Jeremy Miller. And the rain's back. <laughs> <laughs> Man, when that when tony Phil said that there's gonna be six more weeks of winter, he wasn't kidding. He really yeah, wasn't kidding. For once, he was very correct. <laughs> and it's pouring it's pouring damn it oh well what are you gonna do you know i mean aside from trying to avoid la traffic and those that you know are afraid of the rain oh my god why is it raining so much for the love of crime la we know this la drivers you spit on the road in front of them and they freak out so this is causing havoc that's right i think i saw on social media that they're trying to cancel the rain You know, the woke mob is trying to cancel the rain. They're like, okay, we've had enough. The rain is improper. It's not inclusive. Uh, I think we need to cancel the rain now. I think it's pretty inclusive. It's screwing with everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Equally. (laughs) Equally. Oh, man. Well, welcome to the stream, everybody. Wanted to welcome everybody. JC, we see you. Thanks for joining us on the stream. Uh, Candidato, nice to meet you. Nice to have you on here. Uh, As well, we have a lot of uh, really crazy stories that are going on right now that we're going to be talking about. But first, as, um, you know, as habit would be, uh, we're trying to go ahead and get uh, Jeremy to get a tiktok so hashtag jeremy get a freaking tiktok it's still not working he's still not getting people so you must you must pressure him to get one it has to be done he's (laughs) smiling over there because he knows he's not it's not gonna happen it's not gonna i'm stubborn i'm sorry it ain't gonna happen i've told you headed to the bed with the best of them but i'm still gonna i'm still gonna go ahead and you know you know make him watch these uh blind reacts this one in particular you've heard of close calls well this one i would have to call it A no-call. Check it out. Gotcha! That was
0: pretty good. Nice shot angle, too. It it looked very believable. Yeah.
1: When I saw it the first time, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my. I hate you all. (laughs) Uh, That's that's
0: a great shot angle. I actually, um, uh, one of my, the men, my mom was dating when I was younger, uh, actually was majorly into those, you know, gas engine powered model planes that they hand built and everything else. And I'll tell you, when you see those guys flying them around the park or in the areas there, if you're a ways away, you cannot tell that that's a little model yeah i mean that you can't they're built to spe- you know specification They're you you have no clue so that was that was that was pretty
1: funny <laughs> oh yeah no no when i saw the first time i was like is that real i was like how are they just standing there so calmly looking at it? I'm like, ah, that's why. Okay, I get it now. Uh, this next clip that I got for you, it has to do with uh, a conversation that it was overheard by this young lady right here. So check out what she heard. So I was lining up to, to get, get coffee today day, and there and was, there was two, men two men in front of, of me the and they were talking about, about their wives. wives. And, the and the first man was describing his wife, wife as an angel and the and second, second man's, man's response, response was our new lucky? Luck. Mine's, mine's still alive. <laughs> i mean i i, I don't want to go ahead and uh put anybody on the spot on that one i mean you know that was i've, I've heard that i've heard many variations on that response and that's a good one <laughs> <laughs> she actually uh, this tiktoker i follow her i mean because you know she's very talented um but i'm sure it's only because she's very funny i love the accent i'm sorry um but besides that she actually has a lot of dad jokes on there that i listen to i'm like oh my god this 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 i'm like you're bad this is bad but i still (laughs) love it anyway i'll still continue to follow you um anyways this last one has to do with um i would only describe it as when acting tough and gangster goes terribly terribly wrong check it out Man get up, up Petro, what's, what's up fool? Hey you guys got a problem with my boy, boy right here, here Petro? Uh-huh. You got a problem with me fool Cause, Cause we, we boys right. Right. We be friends right. We, we boyfriends, fool. boyfriends fool No, 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 no we're, we're not, not. No, we're no not. We're not. Why would we say, you say like that? that? Boy, you no, say, Boy, no, 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 stay, no, 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 this
0: it's your boy and he's, he's your boyfriend
1: i mean you know and they stay hard i mean except for him he wasn't hard at all he's like no i'm not hard at all not even a little bit no,
0: no i'm soft i'm soft <laughs> I'm not a- oh that's a great reaction
1: oh my god you gotta love these tiktokers i sort of got i love my- i love the creativity no my my the, the reaction i love the most is that as soon as he said we're boyfriends he went from his band down all the way down i was like wait a minute what <laughs> he's like oh, no that that's not what we are <laughs> he flipped so quick on that one. <laughs> Oh my god what a way i was to start i was
0: i wasn't sure which direction that whole thing was going either way would have been hysterical
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god what a way to start our friday hopefully everybody's having a great friday uh we're doing the best we can over here trying to make sure that uh we make you laugh Going into the weekend, and we got some crazy stories to talk about uh, for you to start off your weekend. Start starting off with there's a rumor uh, on social media right now having to do with a zombie virus that uh, I guess scientists have discovered. Now we're here to go ahead and clear up what that actually means. So it's been on CNN. TikTokers have been like, "Oh my god, it's the end of the world." face Instagram has been able to said okay so bottom line is that scientists um have discovered viruses that have been pretty much like it's stuck in ice uh because of a permafrost uh in 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 various uh European uh, uh you know countries because where it stays cold now because of global warming the you know the ice is melted and these viruses have pretty much you know, are active. And a lot of urologists are afraid that this might, you know, turn into a pandemic. Now, here's the thing. What people need to understand is that these are viruses that are actually dead, uh, that have come back to life or something like that. Right, Jeremy? Dead or dormant,
0: Um, you know, basically put into hibernation. That's why they're calling them zombie viruses, because these viruses are essentially coming back from the dead. But, you know, you have... With the whole, you know, zombie apocalypse, you know, BS and all that other stuff, you have all these people hearing this who don't read what it's actually about and are stirring up a lot of, uh, a lot of chaos on social media, you know, claiming that they found viruses that are going to create the zombies that are going to wipe us out and all this other crap. And that's not what this is about in any way, shape or form. Like you said, the, the viruses have been essentially dead or in a more scientific term, dormant in hibernation. And now that they're beginning to thaw, they can actually come alive and be um, virulent and infectious again. And this has been talked about for many, many years by a lot of the people who've been talking about climate change is this is one of the big worries because areas that were highly populated um that have kept permafrost or some certain amount of ice i mean they've already discovered things like this in the cavemen and the other people that they've discovered in glaciers and things like that now thankfully whatever they had stayed dormant but we don't know as this changes as as the earth heats as we start losing all of this ice we start losing the ice packs we start losing you know the permafrost and all those other things there is stuff that is alive or at least can become alive in there and it's an issue um you know it could infect entire areas that are near it just as it melts so um it's something we're gonna have to keep an eye on but folks please don't click on the clickbait don't lose your minds it has
1: nothing to do with zombies I mean, you know, it it just it's funny because even I was I was kind of like I was a little bit like, what? You know, I was like, I heard I saw this on social media and I was like, no, I was like that. No way. I was like, really? Are we getting to that point? Then I did my research as a good journalist should and actually read the articles and I read what actually is. And it's like this is not I'm like you people are dumb. Like, why are you going to go ahead and put that as your as your caption or as your headline? Oh, zombie virus and zombie... Come on. You know, all you're doing is creating hysteria and you're creating more conspiracy theorists. You're creating more people that are going to come out and be like, oh, the government is hiding this and they're going to inject us all and come on. You know, this is how crap like this gets started to begin with.
0: It definitely it, lays the groundwork. So, it, you know, let let's not jump on this folks that would be
1: great that would be fantastic <laughs> but the good thing is that at the, at the very least these scientists are st- trying to stay on top of it mm-hmm. they're trying to make sure they contain it because you know it, it is it is a danger it still does pose a potential danger they don't know how serious the danger could be scientists that's the reason why they're they're taking these samples to study them and mm-hmm. see just how dangerous these viruses can actually be towards the population. Well, and that's one of the things as well. These areas of high ice pack
0: and permafrost and all those types of things are not highly populated anymore. So again, the chances of this turning into now, given all of that as it melts, gets into the ground, gets into the ground water, can travel. That's where the problems come in. So yes, it's a really good thing. These scientists are trying to stay on top of it, trying to see what level of danger this might um, rise to. So as long as they're staying on top of it and ahead of it, you know, maybe we got a chance to avoid something truly nasty.
1: Exactly. It's not like they created it in a lab and that's a <laughs> virus that they're going to go give ahead people and... ideas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. People somebody's going to cut that, just <laughs> that, and say, that's what you said.
1: <laughs> what was that what we were talking about the other day that I'm going to go ahead and like start a conspiracy theory about the rain, you know, dropping on all of us. <laughs> I swear people could go like really gullible they pretty much like jump on any conspiracy theory and they grab a hold of it and they don't let go of it they're yep. like oh my god you know we we for firm experts what experts who are you hearing this from another conspiracy theorist come on uh, Derek had a good response to this <laughs> basically Derek said shit I already sold my house and built a bunker in the woods
0: <laughs> hey keep it going I'll be coming over to your place if this gets worse <laughs>
1: oh my god what oh i swear this is yeah so we're that's why we're here to clarify what everybody is reading like incorrectly so there's that in other uh weird and offlandish news florida man he's at it again what's going on jeremy florida
0: man is back and this is uh this is a good one this is um it doesn't sound like much at first okay uh florida father ended up in jail After police say he shot at a man who fell asleep naked next to his teenage daughter. Just fell asleep. Yes. Now, this is the backstory. The homeowner and his roommates who share who rent out the other room from him, Mm -hmm. a man and a woman, partied all night and got heavily drunk. The father and these people got trashed. The roommate woke up in the middle of the night, had to pee and drunkenly went into the wrong room and crawled in bed. He crawled. There was a woman in bed. He has a woman in bed in his room. He just crawled into bed, passed out. The poor teenage girl woke up to a naked man in her bed. She got up, went to her father and told him what was going on. The naked man was then woken by his partner screaming at him. You drunk asshole. You're in the wrong bed. You're in the wrong room. You're not in your room. Uh, So they got up, ran into their room, and the father came with a gun pounding on the door, yelling, I'm going to kill you, and unleashed four shots through the door.
1: Oh, my God. So he
0: is being charged with... um, assault Attempting with an aggravated murder. assault with a de- <laughs> aggravated assault two counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon and shooting into an occupied dwelling now here's the thing i know a lot of us a lot of us with kids a lot of us who have daughters when you hear that first line and you hear naked man in bed with teenage woman you're thinking i'd have shot him too but I'm sorry, this is on the dad. You were OK with letting these people and helping these people get hammered, blind, drunk in the house with your teenage daughter. That's on you, buddy. OK, this whole I mean, this. I, I she didn't say this guy did something to me, this guy. She literally just said, why is he naked sleep? Why is he sleeping in my bed naked? And the father
1: CPS. I'm surprised CPS isn't going to get involved in this.
0: Well, I mean, they say teenage daughter. They didn't give the actual age, but Ah. teenage could mean 17, 18, 19, could mean 16. You know, I mean, it could be anywhere in that area. But the plain and simple fact is, I mean, natural protective father instincts. I mean, yes, many of us might say, I might have done the same thing, but he contributed to it. Okay, he helped create the situation by getting blind, stinking drunk with his roommates in the house with his with his daughter. So uh, I'm sorry, but he bears a lot of the responsibility here.
1: I mean, going back to headlines being misleading, (laughs) it just it's it's a way to go ahead and just attract people to reading it. But they need to read the entire story to actually understand what happened in this situation.
0: Because, I mean, I, as, as a father, I would certainly not be happy about it. But again, he bears a large portion of the responsibility here. His daughter is his responsibility to, you know, in his home to keep safe. And yet he found it perfectly OK to get blind, stinking drunk with these semi-strangers who rent a room with from him i i I just i don't i don't get the reasoning and to me he doesn't have much uh a leg to stand on to feel um
1: Aggrieved. Well, looks like one of our studio audience members actually uh, a studio audience, like we have a studio. One of our audience members have a. It's a habit for me to say that all the time. Uh, JC agrees with you. He says Jeremy uh, Miller. I totally agree. It's on the parents, specifically the dad, to host the people uh, and let them get drunk uh, around his kids, and then overreact when the drunk male guest passes out next to the daughter. He should be thankful it didn't go further. Absolutely. I mean, Very true. Very true. So it's it's lucky that the guy is just like pissed drunk and just made a mistake. It was a it was an innocent mistake and an honest mistake nonetheless. But still, uh, he's very lucky that it didn't go further than that. So uh, Derek also comments, I wouldn't have ruined a perfectly good interior door, though. (laughs) <laughs> see practical very practical exactly exactly well that's uh florida man for you <laughs> so florida man and daughter well we, be- g- we gave yeah.
0: him a break for a while you know he went on vacation but apparently florida man is back for a
1: bit exactly only i i say sorry they should make it a tv a tv show florida man and daughter um <laughs> <laughs> anyways moving on to some entertainment news obviously um there's uh you know, there, there is uh, some sort of a conversation about how Will Smith has reacted to Chris Rock's uh, special on Netflix. And, Jeremy, I know that you uh, watched his Netflix special. Uh, real quick, before we get into that, what, what did you think? Like, what were your thoughts on the Netflix special?
0: <sighs> I... I didn't enjoy it too much. Truthfully, um, it didn't come off as, you know, angry old dude on the porch yelling at the kids. It didn't come off like that. But to me, that like a lot of people were saying, I just didn't find a lot of the material to be real insightful like Chris used to be. It wasn't as cutting. It wasn't as as thoughtful. Um, I just didn't laugh a whole lot. That's the truth. And I wanted to. You know me. I mean, I, I've always loved Chris, but You know, a lot of comedians have a hard time coming back when they've been away for a while, especially as they get older. Um, You know, you lose the perspective, perhaps, that made you as funny as you were when you were younger. I mean, there are very few great comedians who've kept going late into their, you know, their age. I mean, George Carlin, Richard Pryor, you know are probably the two biggest that I can think of that kept going late into their, you know, I mean, Richard would have continued even longer if it wasn't for his MS. Mm-hmm. So um it's just, you don't see it very often with stand-up comedians that, you know, post age 50, post age 60, if they got successful young that they're able to keep that going. And I don't know what it is that they lose, but it, you just, it's rare that you see them be able to hit the same type of, Hilarity that they used to be, and that's just kind of how I felt about this one. I was a little disappointed, I really didn't laugh more than a few little chuckles here and there. Um, I didn't have any issue with you know Chris going after Will. I mean, as you and I have said, Will brought it on himself, and especially you do that to a stand up comedian, you got to be expecting this at some point. So, I had no issue with the way he went after it. Um,
1: well, I just I mean... didn't
0: find the material that funny. It's just well, I difficult.
1: mean. I mean, apparently, uh, allegedly, uh, sources close to Will Smith are saying that he actually did take it very personal. Uh, and this is according to uh, ET online. It says, quote, it's uh, according to a source that told ET, it says, quote, it's everywhere when you look online and on social media. So Will and Jada have seen comments about it. Will apologize to Chris and would like for Chris to let it go will has worked on himself and he is banned by the oscars for 10 years he feels like that's enough and wants chris to move on so that he and everyone else can too will is also upset that netflix was a part of this and thinks chris insulting jada again is below the belt he is upset that netflix gave chris this platform to share these messages and thinks it's distasteful so um you know, and also continues on to say he's tried unsuccessfully to make amends in the best way he could with Chris. Now, here's the thing: um, I get it. I mean, granted, these these may be sources; these may, may 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 be credible sources. Who knows? But until we like, you know, we hear from Will Smith. Obviously, this is just hearsay at this point. This is just he said, she said type of thing. Right now, we don't know if these are actually Will's feelings or words or anything. But if they are. You can't really let a slap hurt around the world, a slap humiliating a person, a human being. The other person cannot just let that go. Get over it. They cannot just let it go and just get over it. That was humiliating. And granted, Chris at the time had a lot of class to continue on, shocked as he may have been to continue on. But now is his time to go ahead and say what he wants to say. And you know what? It's a free country. He can say what he wants to say. And at the end of the day, like you said, Will brought it upon himself. So he's got to take it. Because if he was man enough to stand up, walk up to Chris and slap him in the face, then he's man enough to take the backlash from Chris to Will Smith. I, you know, I agree. If
0: this is what you know, Will has said and how he feels. Um, I mean, if this is really what he has said and how he feels, then yeah, I feel he's off base. I mean, it's obvious Chris has no interest in being friends with him. He has no interest in making up with him. I mean, Tony rock, Chris's brother who was closer to will than any of the rest of the rock family has said that he has no interest in reconciling that this did more damage to their relationship that can ever be repaired. Now, I understand that. I mean, you can I'm all about forgiveness and second chances and all that kind of stuff. But some people when people cross a line that you can't get past, you can forgive, but it doesn't mean you want that person in your life or be a part of your life. I mean, that's just flat out. And my issue with this is none of these people are saying Will said this. All they're saying is, you know, Will feels this way. Will feels that way. Well, if Will didn't say that, they don't know that. People around celebrities like to run to the media and give their impression of what's going on. But unless Will actually spoke those words to them, then it's just their opinion. But again, and an- I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, and unfortunately, that is what happens most of the time in this kind of situation. I would hope Will would just suck it up, keep his mouth shut, and move forward. If he really wants to just move forward, that's the way to do it. Suck it up,
1: shut up, do not respond, and move forward. And and in reference to that, if in fact Will feels that Chris should move on... And then guess what, Will? You should move on from what Chris is saying too. Exactly. Practice what you preach, my friend, because that's just the way it's going go. to go. And it'll well roll off your back. I will say this. The
0: whole thing about he if that's what he said, but again, they're not saying Will said this, but the mm-hmm. whole thing no, that going kidding. after going after Jada is below the belt again. Well, Jada was the one who decided to put all of their business out there. And that was the distinction that Chris made. Mm -hmm. Chris said flat out, I would not be talking about this. I would not bring this particular issue up. They brought it up and I have to, you know, respond to it. They put their dirty laundry out there for everybody to see. You know, and I'm sorry, but they did that. I don't think Jada and Will have a leg to stand on and feeling aggrieved when they're the ones who decided to put their dirty laundry out there about her messing around with their son's friend and all that other crap. Um, You know, you're going to make that public knowledge. Guess what? People are going to have opinions and people are going to use that as a talking point. And you did that. They didn't ever have to talk about that. They didn't ever have to bring that up to talk about any of that stuff. So again, I don't think they have any reason or right to feel you know, done wrong by that. They
1: were the ones who did it. And to just add to that, I mean, at that point, when you decide to air out your private life, your marital issues and all of that, I don't think that you really have the right to demand terms and conditions as to how people should react or talk about what you just put out there mm-hmm. i mean if you put it out there and you're like well this is you know for us to you know this is a way for us you know this is a, as in a sense it's therapy for us to air it out for everybody no therapy is mm-hmm. done in private Absolutely. therapy is done between you and the other person without an audience now you put it out there for an audience to see guess what You don't have, you don't get to call the shots on how it should be perceived or how people should react or shouldn't react. You don't, you, you lost that right. The moment you made it public. Absolutely. I mean, so for Chris Rock to bring it up and that's not him below the belt. You hit it below the belt when you brought it up yourselves, you hit it below the belt when you decided to go ahead and put it out there for everybody to see. I mean, come on, You, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You made your bed. Now you got to sleep on it. And so many other cliches that go with. I was going to say, do you have any others we can run through? (laughs) I mean, that go with this particular situation. So there, that's my take on that. I mean, and again, I mean, I personally would like to hear Will's personal response to this, but hopefully he will do exactly what you just said and exactly what he preaches and just let it go. Move on. I mean, in time, this will be, obviously this is etched in history books and in time it'll go away. But for right now, it's still a hot topic and guess what? You got to deal with it. I mean, it's been a year over, but you know, you still got to deal with it you know, it is what it is in other in, well, well, actually before we move on, I want to hear, I want to see what our audience has to, uh, JC actually has something to say here. Uh, he says, uh, for Will Smith, this is a perfect example of don't do the crime. If you can't do the time, there's another one. I missed that cliche too. (laughs) <laughs> um, I love our listeners. You guys keep <laughs> us on our toes. <laughs> right? Uh, because he did what he did and now he is paying for it. At least Rock didn't press charges for which Smith should be grateful. It's just jokes and remarks versus fines and jail time. Mm-hmm. I agree with that as well.
0: So, I mean and, and on that topic, you and I have talked about it. I mean, given it may have been that he felt more comfortable doing it to Chris, knowing he was much bigger than him probably a much better fighter all of that but had will done this to the wrong person will ends up getting beaten through the floor by somebody or very well shot i mean if i mean if he went after the wrong person you know rapper who's not you know a show who's real um this could have ended in a lot of really horrific ways for him so, again, you're getting you're getting ragged on and you're getting embarrassed by a comedian. What did you expect?
1: And Jimmy Kimmel, actually, he's hosting uh, the Oscars this year. He actually said he's like, I wish somebody comes up to me and slaps me. See what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Just see what happens if you try that with me. <laughs> he actually mentioned something like that, you know, in an interview. So, uh, you know, we'll well, I mean, it is what it is. Well, get over it, Jada. Get over it, everybody. The Smith family. Get over it. You know, I mean, that's just that's the only. Gotta, thing move, I'm forward Gotta, Gotta move, move forward now. Gotta move forward, and we're moving forward as well. In other entertainment news, Jenna Ortega is in talks to possibly star in the new Beetlejuice two movie, which is said to more than likely be directed by Tim Burton himself. So Tim Burton might come back to direct it, which would be pretty cool. Uh, and she is in talks to set to possibly play Winona Ryder's character Lydia in the movie to play her daughter in uh, Beetlejuice 2, which I think that's actually a really good cast right there Uh, because Jenna kind of looks like she could be related to Lydia uh, in Beetlejuice 2. So I'm kind of curious to see uh, where they would go with that. Personally, I'm hoping that they bring back, obviously, uh, Michael Keaton as Beetlejuice because, you know, we talked about this. There's no one else that could play that part better than Michael Keaton.
0: It's... Well, not to rag on Will Smith, but it's kind of like replacing Robin Williams as the genie. It makes no yeah. sense. Um, you can't replace somebody who literally created the greatest performance for that role. Um, If Tim Burton's involved, I'm really excited to see this. Just from sheer nostalgia point, if Tim Burton's directing, I absolutely have to see it. Even if Michael doesn't end up being a part of it, I would probably see it just from nostalgia. I mean, Beetlejuice was one of my favorite films as a kid. I still remember seeing it in the theaters. I remember going multiple times to see it in the theaters. I remember rewatching the VHS so so many times that the VHS almost wore out. (laughs) so i would definitely um i would definitely want to see it and i think jenna ortega um i mean it all depends on what they do with the character but she does have a look that could easily kind of favor lydia in that um you know winona's character and i i i like it i mean there's who else would you want to go with? I mean, you could probably throw out plenty of other good actresses, but do they look enough like her? Um, Do they have enough of maybe her personality quirks that they think work? Uh, We don't know anything yet for storyline, for what direction they're going or who else is going to be involved. But uh, I really, it's good news that at least Tim is thinking about coming back for this, um, that they're at least talking to him for it because again, it's his creation and who could do a sequel better.
1: And not only that, but I mean, Tim Burton is the one that's that directed Wednesday on Netflix as well. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, if he's like more than likely, he's probably saying I'll come and direct, but I'm bringing I'm going to go ahead and cast this girl in this in this role because she's perfect for it. Like she's like she's perfect for the part. Mm -hmm. And I'd have to agree with that. I mean, she did an incredible job playing Wednesday Adams. I mean, she's she's hot right now. In the industry, I mean, she just Scream just came out, which did well at the box office right now. It's getting pretty good reviews. I mean, yeah, I know, I know your your feelings on that. Um, but right now, Jenna Ortega is right is a hot topic right now. A lot of people are taking notice with uh, with her as an actress and everything. So for her to go from that to Scream to now Beetlejuice, that's going to be a great career move for for her, in my opinion. And um, I mean, we have we have conversation uh, from our audience uh, and uh, right now, Debra says, actually, she said uh, it, it was a great mo- like she said, it was a great movie, though. However, Beetlejuice did scare her. Uh, and I got I got to agree. I mean, when I was younger, when they did the whole like monsters and they turned themselves into monsters, that freaked me out a little. I'm like, oh, my God, it's so freaky, you know, or when he or when he turned into that snake when Beetle just turned into the snake he looked at like an evil snake it was weird it's so freaking demonic and so but that's tim burton for you and i was given
0: i was a little bit older you know than you when that came out i also had been watching you know zombie flicks and some of the most just brutal horror anybody had ever seen since i was like eight years old yeah so it did not have that effect on me. I took it for what it was. It was one of my favorite comedies, you know, with kind of a weird, spooky vibe of all time. I mean, I loved that film. And as a kid, it probably was my favorite movie. Um, but no, it did not. There were no jump scares for me in that movie or any real creepiness that I had an issue with. But again, I was also a little bit older. So
1: you're the type of person that really, that laughed when you watched Fright Night, didn't you? Absolutely, <laughs> you're a freaking weird. Absolutely, <laughs> wrong with you. Fright night scared the crap out of me. <laughs> God, I love, again, but again, you you're you're older than I am, so yeah, it's the age difference. You know, there's like it does make a difference. It does, it does make, make a difference.
0: I mean, right. I seeing Return of the Living Dead at nine years old was probably the one that scared me the most, and the reason was that one of our, um. One of the crew members on our show, who was a stand in, actually starred in Return of the Living Dead. He was one of the punk rock group. He was the one with the Mohawk who gets his brain eaten. Um, Seeing my friend get ripped apart by zombies and have someone bite into his skull as he's screaming freaked me the hell out. Even though I know he's an actor, I know it's not real. I know I'm going to go on set in two days and he's going to be there. He's not dead, but it, it messed with my mind. See, it
1: still messed you up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, it did. And then he was, he was no help
0: because he would call the house and, you know, brains.
1: like you (laughs) asshole that is so messed up that's awesome i like this guy um anyways well i mean it's it's almost like uh my mom she actually told me that the one horror film that because she loves scary movies my mom uh, like just loves scary movies but the one movie that ruined her for all other horror movies from futures days to come was the exorcist That was the one movie that destroyed scary. Like she could not like she was freaked out by the exorcist. I, a lot of Catholics,
0: especially devout Catholics. I never saw it ended up messed Mm -mm. up from that film. And I'll tell you right now, it is even today. If you're not good with horror, that film will mess you up. Yeah, I'm Um, good with it. (laughs) <laughs> i'm good with that I'm, it's still you know. it's still one of my favorites but there is that i've always said people who have and were uh, raised in a more religious upbringing uh be it catholic or any other you know denomination when they're raised with demons and things like that being more than just on the screen being something that's tangible and real to them they tend to find that type of horror more frightening Now, I was raised mostly Mormon. We don't get into a lot of that stuff. I didn't have that same sort of built-in fear. The movies that got me more often than not were the real-life horror movies, the movies about serial killers and things like that. Because, again, I lived through the Night Stalker serial Mm killer. He murdered a 90-year-old woman, raped and murdered a 90-year-old woman, not three blocks from my house. So... Those are the movies that mess with me and still to this day as an adult will give me the chills and give me the creeps are ones that are horror films based on something that we really see every day in our daily lives. Um, Those are the ones that mess me up. But again, like Joni, who was raised with a very religious upbringing, you get into the demons and the exorcisms and any of that kind of those are the ones that just terrify her.
1: Because well, I mean, the other reason too is because it was based on a true story. Uh, because I guess the author lived next door to everything that happened, and I guess they recorded, I don't know, but that scares the hell out of me. Well, I there's, mean, there's a
0: terrifying. new one out. There's a new one out called um, The Pope's Exorcist. With Gerard Butler, yeah. With Gerard Butler. That yeah. is that fascinates me. It it looks absolutely terrifying. Oh yeah. I mean it really does. It it looks, I mean, I I think I might have found a film that can really freak me. I haven't seen one that'll that has freaked me out in a long time, but I gotta tell you, I saw the previews for that and I just had chills running up and down my spine.
1: I saw it too. I was like, this looks interesting actually. I'm not gonna lie. It actually looks pretty interesting when I saw the previews for it. And yeah, I mean, but I mean we got uh it looks like uh <laughs> this conversation we're having right now on the stream right now. Uh JC's actually you brought up your age jeremy and jc actually has a question for you he says uh jeremy miller you talk about age you are a year older than me and you look like you quit aging in your late 20s love to learn your secret really <laughs> really jc me, thank you, look you jc yeah a about 100 that. or so so uh, um, yeah, yeah we don't listen to you whatever. thank you jc what is your secret Honestly,
0: I have no clue because I, I did not stay out of the sun. I did not do any of the things that you're supposed to do. I mean, I was I was a beach baby growing up who barely wore, I mean, My mother always put sunscreen on me, but I, I always had kind of an olive skin. So I never really burned. I didn't put a lot of sunscreen on. I was always out in the sun. I was always out playing sports. I have no clue. I drink a lot of water. That's about the only guess I have is that I've always been a water drinker. Other than Can that, we- I don't have a clue because I have abused my body. I ought to look like the Crypt Keeper by now. You shut up.
1: Uh, come on! You can't say that and not expect it to say anything. What the- why? Why? You're so close. I was like, oh, hmm mm, 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 mm. ah. God, you know me too well. Uh, Deborah also has a comment actually about a a scary movie. She said she cried in House on Haunted Hill. That one, I saw that one. It wasn't so bad for me. I actually was okay with that one. Again, it's one of those things where I'm more afraid like you. I'm more afraid of movies that can actually be real. Like it actually can happen. Uh, You know, and as as a Catholic, you know, I mean, especially with that new movie about the Pope, uh, you know, that whole thing. That is scary.
0: Quick, uh quick correction too it's not gerard butler it's russell Crowe.
1: russell Crowe. you're right about that So i always get those two mixed up all the time too because they look very especially, similar
0: especially when they grow out their beards and stuff they do have yes. a lot of similarities
1: yes i mean i gotta tell you i i saw the previous one. i'm actually intrigued i'm very intrigued although i'm probably gonna be scared shitless when i watch the damn thing i'll be like never mind i want to get out of here <laughs> sorry i was I'm, intrigued.
0: I'm taking you to see it in the theater <laughs> I hate you.
1: Oh my God. Uh Deborah is actually uh well thank you very much, Deborah. I appreciate that. She said, uh you both still look young and great. Oh Deborah, you you
0: don't have to lie to him.
1: I'm hurt. I'm hurt. (laughs) I say nothing but nice things to you. Anyways, uh oh my God. And then Derek is actually uh he's also saying uh the movie that scared me the most was Hush. Hush, sweet Charlotte, when the head rolled down the steps. Yeah, that would scare the hell out of me.
0: I, I remember that scene. That's a good one, too.
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, scary movies are a wonderful way to just escape. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I'm just like, yeah, if it's real or if it has a potential to actually happen in real life. No, thanks. I'm good. So but Jenna Ortega, she's probably going to be in the new Beetlejuice. I'm actually looking forward to that. And uh, we'll see what happens, because, I mean, if Tim Burton's directing it, Michael Keaton comes back. Winona Ryder comes back. Yeah, there could be a lot of.
0: A lot of potential there, a lot of potential if they can get everybody back on board
1: a lot of potential but one movie that is actually creating already just by the trailer a little bit of controversy Jennifer Lawrence is in a brand new movie called uh, No Hard Feelings where basically she pl- uh, she uh, plays an older woman trying to seduce a 19 year old man and it's because of I mean if you've seen the trailer for it it's a funny movie it's hilarious I found it funny and it's, it's a raunchy it's a raunchy film which we haven't had a raunchy film in a very long time uh, and and it seems it looks funny to me. And Jennifer Lawrence tries to seduce, to seduce this very introverted 19 year old uh, kid before he goes off to college. Now she was contracted by his parents, and you know it's just his. It I saw it and I was like I was cracking up at the crap that was going on because it seems that everything that she tries to do to seduce this kid just goes wrong. Nothing. There's no way she could seduce this kid. This kid is unseducible. However, in the comments section for the previews for this movie, a lot of people are saying that this is a very predatory film, that uh, they're surprised that Jennifer Lawrence would even agree to play this role. I mean, come on. It's a movie, and it's funny, and it's raunchy. I mean, God, could people be any more vanilla these days? I mean, they want to cancel everything for the love of God. Why? (sighs) Jeremy can you help me on this? Or are you going to go against the grain here? I'm, I'm not
0: totally opposed to what you're saying. I see where a lot of people would find it funny and it's just a dumb raunchy film and, you know, people need to get over it a little bit, but I can say that that aspect of it makes it not interesting to me. I mean, it just basically seems like a really raunchy version of failure to launch. Okay. The Matthew McConaughey film that was very vapid and, really had no i mean it's one of my least favorite films he ever did um it just seems like a really raunchy version of that and it doesn't interest me um because of that aspect, i mean what what what, why do i want to watch a you know a woman trying to chase down a kid who does obviously doesn't want it um i don't find the scenario interesting i don't have the oh my god it's so horrible and i just I don't find the storyline interesting. Um, It doesn't appeal to me.
1: I mean, for me, it, the only reason why it appeals to me is, one, is Jennifer Lawrence because she's hot. Uh, but the other reason is because I actually saw some of the parts, and it's kind of funny. For the comedic effect, maybe not the story, but for just for the comedic you know, punchlines and things like that, I would actually go see it because it's, it seems like a funny movie. Um, for everything else, I mean, and I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying, that you're more against it because you want something that has more substance in it, something that has more of a, like, more more of a story but with the comedy and i get that i understand what you're saying so at least you're not one of those you know people that are like oh my god it's so predator it's not it's a freaking movie it's it's just raunchy raunchy movies are like that okay they've been like that for years i mean i mean look at 40 year old virgin now the difference there though
0: is that he was a willing participant okay he was wanting to lose his virginity but even at the beginning of the film His buddies with their whatever, I'm going to go this way, their toxic masculinity, as everybody wants to say and get all in a huff about, are trying to push him and force him to do this. But again, it was done in a way that was interesting. It was fun. The storyline was outlandish, but also relatable. Um, That's why I wanted to see that movie. This does not draw me in in that same way.
1: Well, in a sense, is what you're trying to say, like what you're saying as well, is that there, you know, people are saying that this kid's being pushed. He's okay, First of all, it's Jennifer Lawrence's character is trying to seduce the kid. She's not trying to force him to be with her. She's trying to convince him to be with her, trying Mm -hmm. to convince him to have relations with her. She's trying to, like, do everything she can to say, you know, hey, kid, I'm here you can have me just take me here. You know, it's, it's okay. But she's not throwing like physically throwing herself at him. Like, like taking off his pants, forcing his pants off Mm -hmm. and, Oh, but she's not doing anything. And, like-
0: see, and see, that is the big distinction there. If, if they went that far with it, then I think people would have maybe a little bit more to be in an uproar of I'd have a problem. I mean, with that. if there's you know her trying to dose him with something or any of those things that are horrific, I think you know then people would have something to stand on. But right now, I think it's a a lot of to do about nothing.
1: Yeah. So I mean, that's that. That's you know. Again, b- we both agree yet disagree <laughs> in a sense. So it's kind of like it's always a balance with us here. So that's how <laughs> we always do it. But I mean, you know, I, personally, I'm looking forward to see it uh, to see no hard feelings and see how well it does. I mean, there might be a story there. I mean, we just got to see the 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 trailer for it. There might be more meat in the story behind it. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens and. Uh, go from there we have uh, our audience members uh, uh jc has some say this is uh oh jeremy miller you talked about the prank on kirk monday i it, i checked it, out. <laughs> it was the funniest video it was the funniest from bloopers and pra- you're right bloopers and practical
0: jokes no nope, yeah. you are absolutely right jc it was that not america's funniest home videos thank you for the correction
1: yeah somebody also um uh, made the correction as well on the YouTube uh, channel as well. So uh but yeah, so we'll see what happens with uh Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. We'll see how much more uh backlash she gets cuz it looks like this is just the beginning and it just seems like people get a life. You know, have something better to do with yourselves, please. This is some just some people ridiculous.
0: aren't happy unless they got something to bitch
1: about. It's that's just the way it goes. I mean, you're a chef, you know, you always have to like you you make the most amazing meals and then somebody always has something to say about it i'm sure
0: it it happens i mean it definitely happens i mean i had one catering event i did where i actually had a food blogger come in and tell me this was the finest meal she had ever had and wanted to get a picture with the chef everybody came in and commented me and i Or, you know, complimented me. And I came in, I woke up the next morning to a bunch of irate calls from my uh, catering boss, who I'd taken the job from, basically saying that the hosts were absolutely livid, that my lamb was awful, that my risotto was terrible and greasy and this and that. You know, some people aren't happy unless they're pissed. That's just a fact. fact.
1: That's a true fact. Well, we'll see what happens with this uh, movie uh, coming to theaters very soon. In sports! Paul Gasol finally gets his Lakers jersey retired. Uh, the former L.A. Laker uh, had his jersey retired earlier this week on Tuesday uh, during the Memphis Grizzly-Lakers game. And uh, it was a great honor. Um, it was very emotional uh, seeing as Kobe Bryant... Predicted that when Paul Gasol retires, his jersey was going to be hung up in the rafters next to his, and sure enough, that's exactly how it went down. Uh, and of course, Gasol got very emotional when he when he uh, when he when he accepted this honor. Um, he went ahead and said in his speech, "quote I can't go on without talking about the person and the face that I don't see," uh, referencing to uh, Kobe Bryant. And uh, you know, he says he goes he continues to say. I miss him so much, like many of us do. Love him. I wish he was here with Gigi. I really do. But I think he'll be proud, and he was looking forward to this moment. I love you, brother. Uh, honestly, I, this comes from the heart. Pal Gasol and Kobe Bryant were an incredible dynamic duo on the court. Uh, Jeremy and I, you, we and I, we talked about this earlier this week, uh, how him and Shaq were great, but him and Pal, they just had – You know, him, him, Kobe and Shaq, they had more of a teammate type of related chemistry. Like they were a good team together. But Powell and Kobe had more than just a team. They were friends. They were brothers. They connected. Their chemistry was undeniable on the court. And because of that chemistry, we were able to win two more championships, uh, short, you know, even after Shaq left. And this is something that, you know, I mean, they they had this one moment. This, I, I remember this video. I saw this video where they were talking about strategy in the locker rooms and how uh, Kobe was telling him, if you do this, if you go this, you go there, man, we'll be unstoppable. Sure enough, they they, they flip over to another, to a scene where Pal kind of like does a head movement, and Kobe immediately, it, they were in sync. They knew, ex- mm-hmm. he knew exactly what he was talking about, and boom, basket, no problem. That it was their relationship. That was their friendship. That was their dynamic. And well-deserved for Pau Gasol to have his number retired right next to Kobe Bryant's number in the rafters at the the cryptocurrency arena.
0: Pau was an incredible player. You know, he was a very, very valuable Laker. And as Kobe had said many times, the two most important players, you know, in his life had been Shaq and powell now him and shaq had both acknowledged in the later years that they both were too immature and too headstrong and too alpha male to make it work in the way they should have and the way they really could have if you watch those early years they had a chemistry that was right up there with just about everybody else i mean they knew right where the other was going to be right where the other was going to you know what the other was going to do where they were going to throw the ball But unfortunately, when you have two very, very big egos and two very huge talents, that clashes. Now, Powell was never an ego player. And Powell was never a number one superstar. Now, while he was an incredible, incredible player, he was never the guy that was going to carry the team. And he knew that. And he was good at playing the number two role. He was. That's not a put down. He knew his place with Kobe. And that was a big problem that him and Shaq had was they both wanted to be number one. They both demanded to be number one. Very true. Pow never had that mindset. And that's, you know, something I always respected him for. He knew where he was in the pecking order and he made the most of what he was going to do and where he was. I think that naturally made for an easier time with Kobe. He was just happy to be there. He was just happy to like be a part of a great team. Well, and he made it a great team. I mean, he was that missing piece for a while. I mean, he really added so much. Um, I mean, I loved Pau Gasol as a player. I'm not trying to mm-hmm. take anything away from him. I loved Pau. Um, but again, he didn't mind playing second fiddle. You know, or at least he never expressed that that was an issue for him. True, and again, he was never treated like that by Kobe. Never, you know, Kobe gave him his props, and you know, absolutely adored the guy. But I think it's easier for two great athletes to get along when one of them doesn't mind being Robin to your Batman. You know what I mean?
1: I think that was one of the one of the uh, greatest qualities that Kobe Bryant had. That he gave credit where credit was due. And he always, he always gave props to his teammates. He knew that without his team, he, like, he can't do a one-man show. I mean, he could. <laughs> I mean, there was times that people were like, just, you know, I mean, Kobe's just by himself. But in reality, Kobe wasn't by himself. He had a team. Mm-hmm. And granted, they always were always talking about, oh, pass it to Kobe, pass it to Kobe. Well, without a team, who would pass it to Kobe? To begin with, you know, <laughs> just put no. that in perspective.
0: Powell was a solid defender. He was, you know, a great rebounder. He could shoot from distance. He could play inside. And again, him and Kobe were always on the same page, which made for just an incredible basketball duo.
1: And uh, JC uh, agrees, he says, uh, Dave, I totally agree about Kobe and Powell being an ideal duo in the NBA, and this honor truly honors their legacies. I agree with that wholeheartedly. It's just it's just so, man, I mean, I got to tell you, the day that uh, we lost Kobe, I actually, I cried. I cried on one of the live streams that I was doing. Um, not so much because I'm a huge Kobe fan, but because it was him and his daughter. That's <laughs> what broke my heart. That's honest to God. That's what truly broke my heart. Um, I mean, she was so young. She had her whole life. She was going to be following her father's footsteps. I mean, him and her were like close knit and to have her cut at such a young age.
0: The whole thing was such a tragedy. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, her other friends as well. I mean, there were other young girl passengers. athletes on all the passengers, the parents, the, I mean, it was an absolute horrific tragedy. And, um, I shed a tear too that day. And again, not just because I was a fan of Kobe. Um, you know, it, it was because that was just a horrific, horrific day. And, um, you know, it would have been amazing for, Kobe to be here to cheer for Powell. Yep. You know, as this was happening, because that's exactly where Powell's jersey belongs is mm-hmm. right there next to Kobe's. Anything Kobe did, Powell was right there with him.
1: True words, true words. So, And congratulations to Pal Gasol. Very well deserved. An incredible career. He has left behind an incredible legacy. So congratulations to Pal Gasol for the Lakers retiring his jersey. In other sports news, Jake Paul gets confronted by Floyd Mayweather and his entourage outside of a Miami Heat game. Now, uh, I saw the video uh, on TMZ where basically – He, he, man, it was a very, very, it was a very like touch and go there. I mean, uh, Jake had his two bodyguards versus Mayweather's like entire entourage, a big goons that he had surrounded him jake paul did the smart thing he ran (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm not getting involved i'm getting the hell out of this but you gotta see that you know jake even said that what like he wouldn't want to mess with uh, mayweather and his entourage because he knows better um but in this particular case i mean mayweather was this is kind of scummy to do i mean you want to go ahead and go after this guy one-on-one that's one thing but you want to jump him with uh, his entire entourage that's a good dude be a man and like you're freaking you're a heavyweight you know former heavyweight champion you know you got a credible record why don't you just go after him and just you know beat you know beat him up you know one-on-one you don't need an entourage to go ahead and jump the guy granted don't get me wrong he's got a big mouth does he have it coming sure why not but if you're as good as you say you are then go after him yourself don't have you know, your your uh your entourage intimidate and do all this. I mean, Jake Paul went ahead and he actually said in in a, in a in a he posted on social media and he said, So I'm leaving the Miami Heat game and Floyd Mayweather and 50 dudes pull up out of nowhere, out of like some side alley, waiting for me outside the stadium. And they're like, So what's up? What's all that talk now? Uh, so I mean at this point, you know, it's a, you know, he continued on to say, I'm like, first of all. What, what did I say to you, Floyd? I just took your hat, and you're still mad about it. Come on, bro. And the 50 dudes literally start surrounding me to jump me. And I'm out that bitch, okay? That's what, that's what uh, Jake Paul said. Now, here's the thing. Jake, you had to know that this was coming eventually. You've been disrespecting Mayweather. You've been disrespecting his entire crew. You talk a lot of smack, and you were this was bound to happen. Am I against him getting jumped by a bunch of dudes? Yes. Yes. It should have been a one-on-one thing outside the parking lot. You know, it's like, you want to face me like a man? Let's do this one-on-one. Let's go. Let's see how badass you are, how much shit you really want to talk. Let's handle this like men. But having 50 dudes go up against one guy, that's a little shitty in my opinion.
0: Well, you got to understand who you're messing with here, okay? Jake and his brother are, you know, a couple of punks. Who did not grow up hard and did not grow up on the streets and did not have to fight and scrap for every last thing that they got and they decided they want to come after a Mayweather, a guy who's still connected to the streets and people who still live that life every single day. What did you think was going to happen?
1: Plain I guess- and, simple.
0: and again, I guarantee you they weren't gonna jump him 50 on one. They were there to scare him exactly like they did and show that he's a little bitch. And now Jake wants to be all like brave and I'll get in the ring with Mayweather. Well, if you do, you're gonna get killed. You're gonna get beaten into a pulp. Mayweather is still a hell of a fighter. Even though I have never liked the guy as a boxer because he's boring and he's a coward, in my opinion. He runs away from the best fighters until they're past their prime. And yeah. his boxing matches are just him basically doing, you know, on a, on a unicycle, running away from the guy, just throwing a couple punches here and there. Is he quick? Is he great defensive fighter? Absolutely. I just find him boring, but he is a hell of a fighter and he is exactly that. He's a fighter, something Jake Paul is not. I'm sorry.
1: And he we so, proved that
0: when he went up against Fury. If you're going to disrespect a man who has made his living stepping in the ring with some of the most dangerous human beings on the planet, what did you think was going to happen? Do you think this is all for show just for your YouTube channel and all your other crap? You're playing games. They are not.
1: You bring up a good point, though. Do you think this is a show for your YouTube show? Is it? could this have been some sort of like it was, a work
0: that was one of the first things i thought about was that they're you know this is something to help give a little pr to whatever they they have planned or whatever they
1: have coming up i don't think you can discount that at all i mean you know it, it's kind of like what happened between floyd and uh and connor mcgregor They hyped it up so much. They hated each other. They were angry at each other, blah, 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 you know, just to hype up the fight. So could this be a work? Could it be possible that maybe this was a setup and they called TMZ or they called this person out to to make sure that they were witness that this all went down? I mean, I honestly think that's very possible. I also think it's very possible
0: that his boys, that Mayweather's boys were like, let's go screw with this guy. Yeah, let's impossible. go, let, let's go, you know, punk his ass and, and show everybody, you know, what a, what a punk he is. Um, th- that's also very possible. But my first thought was that this is probably, you know, this is probably a work that they're, uh, that they're doing something to promote whatever's going to happen between them down the line. But I truthfully, if Floyd comes in to fight, if this is a real beef and he comes into fight, there's a good chance Jake Paul gets hurt. Because yeah. Paul Paul does not have the ability to hurt Floyd. Floyd doesn't Floyd doesn't have to run. He could he could stand there and just pummel him. Yeah. Jake, Jake, Jake could get really hurt in this fight if we can't really, Floyd we can't really is
1: see that. We can't really say that either because Logan went up against Mayweather and they didn't even they went the distance.
0: Again, Mayweather was screwing around. There was no beef there. It was a it was an exhibition fight. They're both getting paid a bunch of money there was no animosity there if this is a real beef if he has real animosity towards him i'm i'm sorry floyd even today i i'd be willing to bet a solid bit of money that floyd will just wipe the floor with him
1: well i guess we'll just wait and see if this is a work or if this is real if there's any charges pressed for you know for uh threats or whatever we'll just have to wait and see because uh, there hasn't been any criminal you know any charges So uh, i don't know i don't know but we'll just have to wait and see and find out our final story for this evening has to do with the parade with a parade <laughs> I'm mad at this right now with the bears trade number one pick Jeremy, what's going on? I, I mean, first of all, I'm not a Bears fan. I'm a Packers fan all, all the way through and through. So I'm okay with this. <laughs>
0: to well, be honest with you. here's the thing um, there's only one real catch here. The Bears are getting a huge haul for getting rid of this number one pick. Okay. Mm the chances most likely whoever got this, which it's the Carolina Panthers are going to be going after a quarterback nine times out of 10. If you trade up in the draft for the number one pick, you're going after a quarterback because you're going after that guy who can be your franchise leader. Okay. Mm. That means they've got him picked out either that, or they have two guys picked out that they feel by the time the draft comes, they're going to know which one is their new guy. The bears are comfortable with Justin Fields. They already have a very good quarterback, a very athletic quarterback, a quarterback who came I think 30 yards short of breaking the all-time quarterback rushing record. So, he's been doing all of this and putting up decent passing numbers with no receivers. So, what did the Bears get in return? The Bears got DJ Moore, a top wide a top wide receiver to go for Justin Fields. They got The number nine pick in this draft, the number 62 pick, which is a late round second pick. They have the number one pick coming from Carolina next year and their number two pick coming next year as are in 2025. So they're walking away with four number one and number two picks and getting a number one receiver to go with their start. their budding young quarterback. Okay, this is a good deal for the Bears if if they're confident in which quarterback they're going to go for they better be <laughs> because better I, be. I don't i don't mean them i mean they're confident in justin fields this is a bad trade in my opinion for carolina yeah, unless they are 100% sure because all they're getting out of this is a quarterback now you have cj stroud out of ohio state you have um oh my god i'm going to blank on his name young out of uh alabama and then there's another guy uh levi um something that those are considered the top three quarterbacks and a lot of people are debating which one should go first a lot of people have that levi kid rated higher than both cj stroud and young but again you have three potential leaders but you gave up so much to get it so if these guys don't pan out carolina's screwed yeah, I mean Carolina is is absolutely boned for the next four years and the Bears if they if they don't if they do not have just the right guy. So I think this is a huge win for the Bears. They're getting a number one to go with their you know with their young quarterback. They're getting a huge amount of draft picks to try and fill in some other holes. Um, I hate to tell you, buddy, but uh, your your rivals came out of this looking pretty good.
1: I'm not afraid. I'm not scared of it. I mean, I am, I am. And I'm not because at the end of the day, we're still in limbo about <laughs> whether or not we're going to even have a quarterback next year. We still have no idea. I mean, so far from what I heard, the jets went to go pay him a visit. Uh, so the jets are definitely circling the waters around Aaron Rodgers right now. Uh, you know, and then, you know, I mean, I don't know right now, it's always off season. There's always, A bunch of different things going on. I mean, you have Thielen that just got released, uh, you know, from uh, from Minnesota. So there's just a lot of things that are going on right now. I mean, you got Derek Carr that's going, that's heading over to uh, to to the Saints. I mean, you know, I don't know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be kind of crazy. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Uh, We'll see what happens. During the draft, we'll see what happens during the offseason, that's for sure. And that's the news in case you haven't heard it. Thank you so much for joining us uh, on the Navarro Miller Report. We hope you have had enjoyed, uh, you know, our antics, our craziness, and our stories here. Make sure you go ahead and check out Uh, The replay, if you missed some of it today, make sure you check out the replay tomorrow uh, at noon as JC just mentioned actually in the stream that there is a daylight savings time will be uh, starting. So I believe it's on Sunday at midnight, I think, right? Or something like that?
0: Yeah. Sunday morning at midnight or so, one, two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. I haven't paid attention in forever because our phones just do it for us now. Yeah. So, seriously.
1: Seriously, I just gonna... let,
0: I just let my phone do it. And then I walk around the house with my phone and change all
1: my analog yeah, clocks. So pretty much that's just the way it goes. Uh, and, but uh tomorrow uh, at noon Pacific standard time. We have the, the repeat of this, uh, this episode is going to be on iHeartRadio on the iHeartRadio app, Spotify, Apple podcasts, and many other streaming platforms. Uh, Uh, Plus, tomorrow evening around 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be going live on TikTok once again. uh, I was actually on live yesterday, which is a lot of fun. I enjoy playing some music for a lot of people on there. There's my TikTok right there, as you can see it on your screen, at Dave Navarro one to go ahead and join the stream. I take requests, so if you have a song that... You want to play, and if I have it, I'll play it. If not, I'll look for it. I'll still play it anyway. Uh, So make sure you go ahead and join me on TikTok uh, at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time tomorrow evening. But other than that, you know, I'm your host, Dave Navarro, along with this guy right here. I'm Jeremy Miller. We will be sure to uh, be back here on Monday again at 7 p.m. Oh, I'm sorry, 7 p.m. That's when we end the show at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm off. All right. It's Friday. I haven't eaten. I'm hungry right now. Leave me alone.
0: <laughs> oh, Lord. We need to wrap this up.
1: Have a good one, guys. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. We will see you all next time. You have been listening to
0: the Navarro Miller Report.